welcome back to another episode of the Night Project podcast. I am your host, Summer Holtzauer, and I am very excited to have our guest today. We have Miss Danielle Hippoli from Highlands Grove Elementary. How are you doing? I'm great, Summer. It's great to be here. Well, good. I'm so happy to have you. You have been in Polk County for 11 years. And what different roles have you had? Um, So I moved down here from Philadelphia Mm -hmm. um, as a first-year teacher looking for a job. Um, My husband and I both just said we're going on an adventure, and we came down. Um, I was a teacher for six years. Um, I was really excited about the idea of sparking more of a change. Um, And so I applied for the coaching role, um, and I got my first coaching role. um, And I have now been coaching for this will be year five. Um, So yeah, so I've been a teacher. Um, While I was a teacher, um, my last few years in the classroom did a lot of mentoring, um, which sparked that excitement um, to then go the coaching route. So um, and I have I've predominantly been reading, um, Mm -hmm. but have crossed the barriers of um, most subjects and just general instructional coaching. Yeah, That's great. Well, if any of you have ever met Danielle, you will know that she is very positive and you just like you feel like you get like a little rush of energy being around <laughs> you. Um, and I know that your teachers and um, students and just everyone who comes in contact with you probably really enjoys that as much as I do. Um, so <laughs> I kind of wanted to ask you about some of the challenges that we're going through in education right now, because we always hear everywhere, you know, it's such a challenging year. And we kind of all thought like, COVID was, oh, this is the worst year ever. And then like the next year we're like, no, it's getting worse and worse. (laughs) So kind of tell us a little bit about the challenges that maybe educators are facing today or what's going on. Yeah. So I think that so often right now we concentrate on like what's going on right Mm -hmm. now and like the frustrations we're dealing with. And we we constantly, what you said, like, oh, it can't get any worse. Um, And I, I started thinking back when I first started teaching 11 years ago, teaching wasn't easy. Um, Teaching, none of us went into the profession because it was an easy job to go into. Um, But I think now we just have a lot more stacked against us outside of our classrooms. Um, I mean, I said, my first year teaching, um, I I remember telling you, I look back and I don't even, I don't even hang those pictures from my first few years (laughs) on the wall because I was learning and I was figuring it out. And, um, but I think now we're dealing with outside issues that we can't control. Um, We're now dealing with new changes in benchmarks again. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going on my third, my third round of benchmarks since I've been teaching in 11 years. And, um, that that's just a struggle in general. It's not to say that it's not to keep up. It's not a great thing because it's keeping up with the demands of today's society. Um, but it, it's it's a natural struggle. Um, again, COVID is a huge. You said before, like COVID has had a lot of things that have changed education. Um, it's changed education and halting um, learning for a period of time. Um, it changed the way we had to learn. Um, I mean, we, I think we all are really good about pushing the buttons on zoom now. Um, and, (laughs) and yeah, and unmuting and unmuting. Um, but I said, but it, it, we had to learn how to be more flexible from Mm -hmm. e-learning. Um, we had babies, kindergarten babies who were doing learning on a computer screen and we had to figure out how to be the parent when we weren't in front of them. Um, but I said, but also too, um, COVID has brought the challenge of just dealing with students who don't have students and adults who struggle with how to interact with people, um, and how to 
positively interact with yes. people and problems. Um, we had this period of time where we weren't allowed to be with people and we weren't allowed to be face to face and be in meeting spots together. Um, and now we're having to relearn a lot of the practices we've Definitely. always all learned and we've always all known, um, but we're having to re- relearn them. Um, and so I said, it's it's created a lot of barriers for us as educators um, because parents don't know what that looks like in our classrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, some of us as educators don't really know how to go back to the best practices we had before. Um, so there's just a lot of general struggles um, but I think I think the biggest the biggest takeaway I realized in all of this is like every day you're going to have a struggle. Um, and I think it's my biggest thing. And you said about the sun, like being the positive, positive um, person being around me. Like I'm just one of those people who I don't think it's worth it to concentrate mm-hmm. on all of the things that aren't going well, um, because there always are things that are going well. Um, and again, just like all of that, like a lot of great things have come out of COVID, too. Um but it's just it's easy yeah. it's a lot easier to deal with and concentrate on the negative that's great to to think about focusing on the positive especially in a situation where you do feel like everything is stacked against mm-hmm. you um just being able to say okay i'm not going to think about all those big hurdles but let's think about like the one good thing that happened today or something is that something that you do regularly or how else how do you just be so positive give me give me tips let yeah. me know what i need to and, do and i think a lot of it isn't like just being positive i think for me i really concentrate on on finding those positives okay. and allowing that to be what I concentrate on. Um, I was thinking about the idea of like, when we think of how bogged down we are, mm-hmm. um, I almost kind of think of it as like a blockade. Like you're trying to get out the door at the end of the day and all of these boxes and barrels and all of these things are stuck, shoved up against the door. And the only way we're going to get out that door is by taking them off piece by piece. We can't open the door and pull everything open pull everything off and it's going to fall. Um, and so I think that's a big idea is the idea we have to take small chunks and small pieces um, and take them off of that large stack. Um, and sometimes it is easier when you take those first two boxes off of yeah. the stack. Um, and it's easier to rip that door open and, and again, and like just yeah. at least get rid of those things for a few moments. Um, but I said, I, I think, I don't really know that I would say they're tips, um, yeah. but I think a lot of it is just, is looking, is it's, being intentional um, in what you're presented with. Um, I think back to, um, we were talking about obstacles and the idea of um, the reading endorsement. Um, a few years back, the state decided we had to be reading endorsed if we were teaching students that um, were in, in tier two. And that was a huge hurdle for us as educators um, and and uh, as us as reading coaches because it was our responsibility to take on that um, big task of trying to help teachers at our schools and I think a lot of us just automatically were like how are we going to do this it's just yeah. automatic the de- automatic defeat um, and really when it comes down to it is like how can we take it in chunks and make it work for the people that are with us and um, I think often it's finding those finding those people that want to want to make movement with you mm-hmm. um, and say, come on, let's, let's, let's go. And we're, we're going to conquer this. And um, you, you go with those willing. Um, but again, you don't take, take those huge chunks and bite, bite, take huge bites and expect that we're going to be able to swallow it right away. I think yeah. we have to just chew on it for a little while and take little, little pieces and rely on those people around us who go off of your energy. Um, because, that's the end of the day. 
everyone isn't going to like your energy and yeah, isn't going to like a huge thing. Um, it isn't going to like the the positive spins you bring to it. And there are there's just Debbie Downers. Um, and but and uh, honestly, I think the biggest thing, though, again, is it's it's not about moving those Debbie Downers, because if they don't if they don't want to move towards change and they don't want to do what's best for the kids that we have waiting in our classrooms and in our schools, um, then those might not be the people you want to you want to pull along with it, but with you. But I think there's a lot of great out there um, that we can pull back on. Um, and again, and back to that, the reading endorsement, I, I really think um, I realized right away those people who just wanted to come to complain yeah. um, and sit there and, and it was a waste. It was a waste of their time. And then it became a waste of our time collectively. Um, and then one day we me and a few of my other uh, fo- fellow teachers s- finally spoke up and just said, hey, like we are all in this struggle together. Um, we can sit here and keep complaining and then we're here for 45 minutes extra or we can come together. We can have our conversations and we can be done. Um, and it was so vital to see having those conversations and seeing the little sparks of change, mm-hmm. um, how it trickled into people realizing that um, it really wasn't that bad. It actually became more fun because it was a time for us kind of to get together and share ideas that we didn't have um, the time for because maybe you taught um, middle school and I taught fourth grade. Yes. And so I didn't interact with you. And so it gave us those opportunities too. Um, and again, it was a super large negative eyesore for us, um, but we made the fun out of it. Um, and I think I think that's really genuinely is finding your people, yes. finding your people and going with it and realizing that there's going to be something good that comes out of it. And sometimes it's harder to find it. Don't get yes, me wrong. Yes, definitely. Um, don't get me wrong. I have my days where I... <laughs> I, I want to just go back to bed and yeah. throw my throw my blankets over top of me and not put my contacts in for the day and call it a day um, before the day even starts. Um, I'm, again, as, as positive as I am, I have those moments and I have those days. Um, but I have to realize, though, that if I don't get up and I don't put my contacts in and I don't get ready for work, um, there might be a kid that's sad that I'm not there that day. Or I might a have teacher, a teacher. I'm sure say, Or funny. I might just have a teacher who's having a way worse day than I am. Yeah. Um, and I think, again, it's having that empathy to realize that um, I can give something to someone else or help someone in some way that's going to help them be more successful. Yes. Um, and I and I that's at the job that's the job of the of a coach I think honestly. I think we we get so bogged down um thinking coaches are um are above us and thinking that they're only there to um criticize. And I think that I think we miss the opportunity that our instructional coaches are huge shoulders to lean on. Um, in those times of struggle or or just, again, simple. I don't know how to use this. Can you come in and help me? Or can you help me find someone who's really good at that? Yes, they can um, be a great resource. I definitely agree with you on that. And it's something that I hope all teachers realize and take mm-hmm. advantage of. Yeah. And I, I also hope, too, that coaches realize that, like mm-hmm. that, that blessing they have in their hands, too, um, as instructional coaches, as pretty much anyone that's on the side of the classroom, you have that ability to be a shoulder and a shoulder, a back to carry people on, whatever it is to just give a little bit of extra support to those teachers who don't have the ability to walk out of their classrooms. Um, and I said, it, it's helping to make those positive changes. Yeah. I love what you said about being intentional and finding the positivity in something mm-hmm. or just like finding those little sparks of moments um, that work for you. I think that's something that 
we all can do mm-hmm. and that we all can um, can learn from because it is so easy to be overwhelmed by everything. Like mm-hmm. even when like, I don't know, we're getting um, feedback or something. We always just like look at the negative. Mm-hmm. We could have like 20 positive things mm-hmm. and one negative and we're like, oh no, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that I latch on to. Yeah. And I think, I think to go off of that, I think we... I think of it as like just a teacher when it comes to data. We're such a data-driven yes. um, society right now because that that's we have to fill in gaps from COVID. Um, and it, it's, it is so sad because all of our eyes right away go to that, oh my gosh, Joey, Joey dropped 20 points. Um, but yet you have six kids sitting in your classroom who made extraordinary gains. Um, and I, I do, and I, I again, it goes back to the intention. I think we have to look at the giant mountains we have to climb mm-hmm. and we have to realize that yeah that mountain's really high um, yeah but if we're not intentional on how we're going to train and how we're going to prepare and um who we're going to bring with us on our trip um we're not going to get to that top of the mountain no um and i think a lot of it again it comes from in- intention and i that's that's been my word for the year and i'm, I'm trying really hard to be cognizant of when I'm when I'm bogged down or I'm or I'm just kind of in the dumps for the day, um, going back to what was my intention? What was my intention for today? Um, what was I intentionally trying to do? Was it for um, again stress relief today, or was it to make connections, um, or was it specifically because I needed to decipher data? Um, and going back to that reminder that um, that's what I said for myself today. Yes. Um, and again, and I go back on it. Um, I don't ever want to want to ever come across as like the toxic positivity um, because that is common right now. Um, and I think that's a, a major setback across just education in general um, is this idea of toxic positivity. Yes. It's, it's the um, it's the idea that we're not we're, we, we understand that we understand what we're not really willing to make a change or see the change um and that that's hard that that's a hard battle and i think often too i think people just are like "Mm." but i said i think that's where the intention really comes comes into 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 factor um is when we have those intention intentional ideas the positivity actually comes well you're so genuine i definitely don't think anyone could say that your positivity is toxic (laughs) in any way um, but what happens when you come across someone who maybe is negative or who is not willing to um, to just understand your outlook or just always wants to bring you down? Is there anything that you... So one thing that I have learned, and I, this definitely um, came about once I became a coach and once I was outside of the classroom, um, I just don't think you see as... You don't see out, the outside world as much when you're in your within your own four walls. Um but I, I always go back to this. I think relationships are such a huge factor um, when it comes to dealing with anyone. Um, yes. My, I have a passion for people um, and, and getting to know people and getting to understand people. Um, and I think that at the end of the day, you're going to come across people who just don't want to change and they don't want to listen to your positive spin on things um and i i I think oftentimes it's not giving the attention because that's sometimes what they need i think that's with adults i think that's with children um we say the same thing when we say when children give us a really negative um behavior um it's not to ignore it we're not supposed to ignore it but i think it's the idea that we 
we have to not give them the energy that we that like to combat with them. Yes. Um, and I think that that's the the biggest thing is like sometimes you do just have to say, you know what, we're I think we're just going to disagree. Um, but I I have truly seen the work be done that sometimes the negativity is because of not understanding mm-hmm. um, or not knowing or not under, understanding and knowing the reasons behind things. And I think sometimes you just need to have those honest conversations with people um, and students. I've, yeah. I I will, will speak to that specifically. Um, my One of my great passions is trying to connect with kids, even as a coach. Um, and I think often... I gravitate towards those kids that are that do have the outbursts and maybe not the best behavior, um, because I want to find out what it is that's creating those outbursts and that attention-seeking behavior. Um, and typically, I haven't come across many that I can, mm-hmm. um, but I think typically, again, getting to that point of like having conversations and knowing background um, helps to be able to break down those barriers, um, because oftentimes. People really want to see the positive. They just don't know how to get there. Um, And so I said, I think, again, it goes back to intention. It goes back to the intention, the intentional relationships you build and the intentional conversations you have. Um, And that's not an easy thing. I also will say that that's it's not an easy thing to do. Um, There's nothing worse than having to knock on someone's door and say, hey, can I just come in and talk for a few minutes? Um, Because, you know, everyone has that like sweating bullets, freaking out um, idea um, as soon as they hear those words, um, but that that's important. Having conversations and having tough conversations is important to have, um, especially so that th- so that the air can be clear. Yes. Um, and, and and again, sometimes it's not that someone intends to be rude to you um, or come across in a disrespectful way. Um, they might just not understand, and that's their way of coping with um, with a situation. Um, so I said, I think a lot of it yeah. really just comes down to having those people that are willing to put in the work, um, to have those conversations and to say, like, I understand why you're frustrated. Um, I, I totally understand why you're frustrated after dealing with X student and Y student. And um, and it, it's been a long day. I, I understand. But how can I help? Um, or what can yeah. I do? And, and again. Because that's what you want to do at the end of the day is yeah. you just you, you want to help. And that's why you're there. Mm-hmm. And. It's it's tough sometimes. It, it, it is. It's it's the job of an educator is not an easy job. And I think that's what it comes down to. None of us went into this because we knew it was easy. Um, the summers offer fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Um, laying on the beach and getting tan is awesome. But the job we do the rest of the year is a tough job. And it is mm-hmm. just getting tougher. Um, but I also will say, too, I think COVID created a really thick skin on a lot of us Um, and I think it made a lot of us a lot stronger um, than we ever thought we were and I think those are like some of the positives that did come out of it that's a great Um, a great outlook on it yeah and I said I mean like that was a that was a battle that all of us were like what do you mean we're gonna teach from online we're gonna we're gonna do this and we're gonna make phone calls and 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 we did it and and I think we we did it with the help of the people around us but um, we're, we're all capable. We're all capable of doing it. Um, again, it's just having the strength yeah. to keep going. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's huge. It's being positive really can help so much 
with like your own personal mm-hmm. outlook and your own personal self at school, but also it will have an effect on your students, it will have an effect on your coworkers. It will it will help everyone. So yeah. that's that's great. Um, do you have any advice for new teachers? Because sometimes they can get bogged down oh, in a little sure. bit of negativity <laughs> as well. Um, or maybe it's negativity is not the right word. I think I'm thinking of overwhelmed. Overwhelmed, yeah. And so it can kind of be perceived as negative. What kind of mm-hmm. advice do you give to your to your new friends? So I was actually just talking with another friend about um, the idea that I think is seasoned teachers we forget about those moments mm-hmm. um, and as a coach I'm I'm much more aware because I'm I'm working with those teachers often um, but I, I think that the biggest thing that I, I again I keep saying is resilience um, okay. like we we all we all were there we all, and we're st- and we we're still standing today yeah. um, so I think that goes to show that like everything does pass. Um, There does come a point, you don't, you don't know what you, you cross over, but you eventually cross over this giant river, uh, Mm -hmm. realizing that you actually can do it. Um, Again, it's not easy. Um, I think oftentimes too, yeah, we definitely, we definitely just see a giant mountain of things that pushed up against the door. Mm -hmm. And we don't have the skills um, to be able to know how to pull things off. Um, and I think, again, that creates a giant battle is not knowing how to deal with a student, um, not knowing how to deal with a kid um, that's defiant and just screams back at you. Um, you don't have those tools on your tool belt to understand that like you yelling back at them isn't going to help. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I always, and I, I think that's the one thing where it's like, it again, it goes back to finding the things that are going well. If you can think of a student that you touched and you um, really made a difference in during that first year of teaching, that's a huge win. Um, if you can find that one student who um, came in not knowing any of their letter sounds and now is reading chapter books, those are wins. And I think, again, it's finding the things that are yes. success, you are successful in. Um, because as a first-year teacher and as a first-few-year yeah. teacher, you're not supposed to know it all. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm in year 11, and I still don't think I know what I'm doing most days. Um, but again, it no no one no one knows what's going on in your four walls. Your four walls are your sanctity of doing what's best for your students. Um, and I think at the end of the day, if you're showing up with the attitude that I am here um, to do what is best for my students and to make a difference, you sh- you you did more than other people by by just showing up. Um, and again, I think all of us have horror stories, um, and we all are standing to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, I, I think it's one of those ones you just got to keep swimming. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's almost like, um, I don't know, like chunking a text yep. to uh-huh. make it easier. It it's like yep. take that little part that you can really mm-hmm. own and work on and just, yep. just focus on that for right now. That's really great yeah. advice. And, and I think too, like as you continue on and you start to get those tools in your tool belt, next year you have a goal and your goal might be, you know, this year I really want to learn how to do small groups in a more effective way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, it's little baby chunks that, you know, yeah, like you have all year to do that. Um, but think about the fact if you're staying in this in this career for 30 years, if you keep adding something else that you're really, really good at, there's going to come a point where you're unstoppable. Um, and mind you, they'll change. They'll change yeah. something again. Um, but I said, I think just having those basic those basic ideas, 
the basics of teaching aren't changing. Um, it's the it's what we're teaching and how we're teaching it that yes. may change a little bit. But but the idea of managing children and having conversations with children and knowing them um, and all of, all of those core things that's not changing in education. So yeah. every year, just adding little chunks is going to make a difference. And one day you'll look back and you'll be and you'll also too not hang up you'll those have pictures. It all. <laughs> you'll not hang up those pictures, but you will have it all. And you'll and you'll, you'll have think a full like tool belt. <laughs> yeah, and you'll think like, wow, I you know that it was hard back then, and it's so much easier now and I made it through yeah um, and again it's just continuing on even when it's hard yeah I love that um I love all these little tips you've given us be <laughs> intentional you know don't look at the whole mountain take a little piece off mm-hmm. we're having all, all sorts of good little yeah. little <laughs> tips here um so I'm gonna ask you our typical ignite project podcast Question, um, if you could pick one area in education to spark a change and ignite a shift in behavior or mindset, what would that be? Hmm. That's a hard one to to get down to the nitty gritty. Um, I think my idea is I want to ignite um, a spark in the idea of passion. Um, We all have something that we bring to the table. Okay. Um, Whether it's experience, whether it's... um, knowledge in a subject area, um, whether it's relationship building, um, finding what we, what our intention is and what our passion is and what makes us happy and bringing that to school every day. Um, our, our schools desperately need people of all sorts, people who are passionate about music and people who are passionate about history and people who are really passionate about making connections with students we need all of those things and if we can all show up to work every day and share those passions with the people that were the the students and the the staff members that we're surrounded with I think Polk County is just gonna we're gonna skyrocket on the map um, of being the best because we're all showing up with what's best and what what we love the most Um, and so I just said I Again, my passion's people, and I feel like I love to be able to spread that um, around and have those connections. And I just hope that as Polk County educators and staff members that we can continue to bring our passion and what we're really, really, really great at to work every day. Um, Because I think think it'll be a great place. Yeah, (laughs) that is so wonderful because it does. I mean, your passion definitely adds a bit of you to your classroom, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it makes it um, just a fun and enjoyable place to be around. So yeah. I agree with you. I think passion yeah. is just, it's huge yeah. when it comes to education. It is. So that is wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I It has been a pleasure and I always look forward to getting to go over and see you wherever you're at and see you at <laughs> events. It's always so much fun. So I, um, I really appreciate you coming of and joining course. us today and sharing some of your knowledge and wisdom with us. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad of to be course. finally be here sitting with you. Well, thank <laughs> you. Um, Thank you all for listening in today. And if you have not caught up on our other episodes, please make sure you go listen to a couple more. Um, Have a great day and we will hear you next time. Thanks for joining us. You can subscribe to the Ignite Project on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Or watch online at the Polk County Public Schools YouTube channel. To learn more about the Ignite Project and other Polk County Public Schools podcasts, go to polkschoolsfl.com forward slash podcasts.